0: Well, we made it exciting. That's for sure. Um, and the way the night went with the with the rain delay, lightning delay, and then the maybe the coolest entrance of all time, even though it wasn't scripted, the lights going out in the stadium and and all the f- flashlights going, um, you know, it was it was amazing night for us. Just the electricity in the building was was cool. And seeing the student section, I mentioned this the other night. Just have not been a part of a student section like that. It's Huge weapon, can only get better. Appreciate them way more than they possibly understand our guys' feed off of that. And it just created uh, uh, an amazing atmosphere. We didn't play very well early defensively. Um, you know, just a lot of mistakes that we were making, a lot of high-discipline issues. and Just uh, schematically, we had good calls. Just got to execute that. And as we settled in and guys started doing what they're supposed to do, you saw it turn and, and, and held them to three points from – Second quarter on, so really proud of how they responded. Don't like how we started, so we got to we got to do a better job of that in the future. Uh, officially big night uh, for the most part. Uh, you know we successfully moved the ball all night long. Uh, did a good job of being balanced and had to you know made plays when we had to to um, to kind of close the gap and finish off and it kind of put things out of reach. The two turnovers by the defense with Justin Rice huge could not be. Could not have come at better times for us. So everybody got involved, collectively got involved and, and made big plays where we needed to and, and found a win. I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for the job that they do at North Dakota. I told coach after the game, he's got a great football team. I would not be surprised if those guys continue to play deep into the playoffs as they did a year ago. And they they were very well coached, executed extremely well, especially early. And I felt like our, again, our physical nature of play and and just conditioning really helped us a lot in the second half, and and that's where you can see our speed out in space play play big dividends. So anyway, we've got an even bigger task ahead of us with Air Force this week. What they do is a challenge in every aspect. Having to travel there to play, physical football team that's used to winning, very well coached. Uh, you know, it, it's a different challenge. But uh, conference play, just a heightened sense of awareness. Man, we need we need to get off to a good start, and, and this will be a huge game to to win if we can find a way to do that uh, on the road against those guys. What questions do you have? That was easy. Hey,
1: Coach. There you um, go. Jake, Utah Statesman. Been... Air Force is, obviously, it's a division opponent, and it's a conference opponent, so that's important. But also, the past two years, they pwned Utah State. Um, they dominated the game. I, have you had a chance to see those games? And is there a heightened sense of urgency from the players that are coming back to maybe get revenge?
2: You know,
0: I, kids are. I mean, they're human. They they remember uh, what it felt like to play, you know, poorly against somebody. And as you mentioned, just uh, really kind of be dominated by an opponent. I I've heard guys mention that uh, you know they didn't not proud of how they played against them and frustrated and obviously want to play better um, you know every every opponent brings its own challenges this one is is clearly unique with what they do um, I've watched the games and, and we're, we're just a completely different team in, in every aspect so I'd like to think that that we um, we can have a different result we we've got to play better than we did in the first quarter this past week we've got to um, we're going to play physical football uh, against this team that's just what they're built around. We've got to play great assignment football, defensively, especially uh, the the triple option, the ability to get you moving one way and, and pitch the ball the other, or have people two people on the quarterback and nobody on the dive. It just it makes you play assignment sound football at, at the at the highest level. So um, we're going to focus on just doing our job as best we can. The last two years really don't matter. Like I told our guys before we played Washington State, this. This is a new team. Uh, jerseys are the only thing that are this, the same. This is a new team, and they can they can go out and create and be who they want to be. And if they'll play hard like we've been playing and play sound football, we got a chance to win it.
3: Oh, Chow Lewis, from and you. Um, before we get back to Air Force, can I ask you a couple of things? Um, we're getting to know you more. Have you always been a fourth down, go for it guy? Or has it been just the situations we've had in these games, the been spots like that? And then the other thing is, can you comment on the team moving to the west side of the stadium, rather than being over in the east side of the stadium, and why that all came
0: about? Well, I'll answer those in reverse. How about that? Um, very simply, we've got a great student section. And and to me, one of the the, the – just the cool things about a Saturday afternoon at your home stadium is, is utilizing the student section to make a hostile environment for the opponent. Uh we we just you know I've never seen it look quite like it looked on a Friday night. I can can only hope that it gets bigger and more packed and even louder than it is already. I I've been in environments where that is that is a weapon and we feel like it is for us and and we're going to we're going to lean on the student section and the herd in a big big way here as this place gets you know more and more crowded and louder and louder. it just feeds those guys and they feed us. so uh, that's why we moved them over there. We just we want them to be the twelfth man, and I think they can be uh, in a big way here for us. in terms of fourth down, I-, I tell our guys before the season we're gonna be calculated but aggressive in that area. Uh, it's not something I really want to do. I'd much rather move the chains on second and third down. Um, but but if fourth down presents itself, uh, there are, a lot of analytics involved in that where it's probable where it's needed where it's a high risk play and uh and where field position you know field position and uh and those sorts of things play into to the factor there were a couple of tough decisions the other night whether to take the points or take the the chance to score um and and for the most part with the exception of one i felt like you know the offense paid us paid dividends and, and paid us off so we uh it's stressful, not really where I want to be all the time, but it's something uh, that we talk a lot about, we prepare for, and we uh, take a very calculated but aggressive approach in that area. Um, and, and I think everybody, offense and defense alike, are all on the same page so that if the result doesn't go the way we want, nobody panics. And we, we play the percentages of field position and play good defense and and get the ball back to the offense. So. Uh, each week's different too, I'll tell you. I mean, it's not always the same. It's not just a blanket answer. Uh, the, the opponent, the situation, the circumstances all dictate uh, what we're going to do. And I would say we're playing to win. I mean, that's the key. We're playing to win, not afraid to lose, if that, if that makes sense. So it's just a mindset going in.
4: Coach Anderson, Jason Turner from the Herald Journal. Uh, just out of curiosity, how often did you face an option attack when you were at Arkansas State? Same with Coach Bandit, Miami, and uh, uh, how how much is their variation of it differ than what what you've seen in the past? Uh,
0: I've been facing the options from for as long as I can remember, uh, either through Georgia Southern, uh, Georgia Tech, uh, Air Force, with my time in the Mountain West. So uh, I would tell you, most of my career, we've had at least one or more opponents that, you know, even Coastal Carolina runs a version of the triple as well. Uh, We've played Navy uh, along the way. Uh, You know, Banda has had the same kind of similar circumstances, both being in the ACC and some of the opponents they would play on a yearly basis. So, we've seen it a lot. In terms of different, I think the key is really, how are they different from year to year based off the personnel? What they look like this year doesn't look exactly what they look like the last year or, or year before that. And it's all due to what personnel they have and how they adapt and change. It's you know maybe one of the toughest things for us is to kind of gauge what their personality is this particular year with the with the personnel that they have, and then being able to simulate it in practice at a speed that actually comes close to matching the execution and efficiency that they do it on Saturday. Uh, that That's always huge. You know, when I was with Rocky at New Mexico, he would talk all week about I like our plan or or uh, you know we're going to do this with the plan. He said, but the key to it is, will our guys be able to match the speed and execution of the way they run it as compared to the way our scout team guys run it all week? And that first couple series is critical and you sometimes find out the hard way that you got you got to match the speed of the game. It doesn't look like that in practice.
1: Coach, it was evident. Oh,
5: Ajay, go ahead. Hey, Coach, just want to ask about Justin Rice. He's honored as the Mountain West Conference Player of the Week for the defensive side of the ball. I know you're probably sick and tired of talking about him all the time, but he has had a major impact on your defense. What have you seen out of him so far? And it's not just a one-man wrecking crew. Who else has stood out to you on the defensive side?
0: Well, they're they're all playing uh, with tremendous effort, and I think the fact that we're getting a lot of hats to the ball is the key. Uh, you know, the first ball that he picked off was tipped by by uh, Dom, and and that allowed him to to catch it off the bounce. Uh, the pressure that we're creating. Uh, with Way Marcus and Halle and and uh, Pat and and Byron and, and Henniger. I mean, it's it's not just one guy. And you're right, we have a ton of guys that are they're playing at a high level. They came into the season with a chip on their shoulder, uh, based off how things have gone the last year or two defensively. They've adapted to our philosophy and our approach of of really chasing the ball at a high level, getting a lot of hats to it. And I think Justin just has a tremendous amount of confidence. He's played a lot of ball. He's extremely high IQ and, and, and can see things happening that, that that a coach would see on film. And it, you don't have to tell him. He sees it and he's aware of it. He also studies film a lot during the week. The last interception clearly was really just him making a great play. He he noticed the alignment of the back as compared to how he'd been lining up earlier in the game and knew he was going to swing that way, and it carried him right to the ball. That's That's something you can try to teach all you want, but that's just innate experience and ability and, and he's playing at a, at a very high level i never get tired of talking uh, uh, about him I, I love the kid to death glad he came with us he's been a, a kid I, i've fallen in love with just over the last year of really getting to know him he is a uh, very sarcastic funny uh guy to be around um i get tired of him talking about him i don't get tired of talking about him but i get tired of him talking about him sometimes but uh but it's a unique ex- uh, relationship Glad we have him, he's 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 playing phenomenal, he's in great shape. Uh, expect him, if we can keep him healthy, just to keep seeing him get better and better as the season goes on.
5: Hey, coach, I wanna ask, have you had any opponents that you face that are familiar, or look as familiar as Air Force does with their option?
0: No, you know, just, that's a, just, a, like I said, I man, you watch them this last week, them and Navy, you can tell that they just, they know exactly what they're doing and where they're supposed to be. Uh, it is it is strange for us. You feel very uncomfortable. We all play spread out and and going against our offense every day. You know, it's triple option, but it's a completely different style of triple option. theirs is is a huge challenge. It, it, we're going to have to play our best ball defensively to to understand exactly uh, where they're at, what assignments we have and And maybe the biggest thing other than we talked about just simulating it is, the in-game adjustments that they are so good at making once they realize how you're playing them and being able to adapt to those changes. Uh, Mike Thiessen, the offense coordinator there, has been doing this a long time and 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 knows exactly what he's looking for and what you take away, what it creates, what opportunities it creates for them. That second wave, if you think about it that second wave as you watch their games where they score points in the second half because they make halftime adjustments to what you're doing is just as critical as the first quarter of the game where you're trying to adapt to the speed so it's a it's definitely a chess match and it's there's really no other um test I think that you get on a on a yearly basis that's quite the same. Thanks coach.
1: Coach, I got to ask about Shaq Bond. His uh his absence was noticed uh, on a few plays last week. Um, what are the chances that he plays in Colorado Springs on Saturday?
0: I, I think really high. He, he 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 would have tried to play uh, the other night. Just felt like he was a, it would have been a little bit early and and would have been risky. He's had a great recovery. I, I would anticipate him uh, probably wearing a brace just for comfort and security. But uh, I I would I don't think there's a way you could keep him off the field on Saturday.
3: Coach Al again. We've watched all these Air Force State games over the years. We know the way to beat them. You have to outscore them. You <laughs> just you have to. That's the only way you beat Air Force. So, their defense has been great up until I yeah. know obviously they haven't faced maybe something like your team. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, I think it's a huge huge point. Um, you know, you got to put them in a position where they're not comfortable and and, and they they want to be, you know, one score game or ahead, run the clock, shorten the game. Uh, methodical approach, keep the keep our offense off the field. You know, like I said, I played Georgia Southern and in Georgia Tech uh, and Air Force a lot over the last 15 years. And it is um, – it's really important that you take advantage of every series that you get. You find a way to get points. You find a way to create a rhythm. And, and don't waste – don't waste any series. Because you're – you know, typically you get 12 to 14 series a game. In this game you may get nine. You may get eight if they're doing what they're supposed to do. And you can't go out and squander one and go three and out because you drop a ball or you put a ball on the ground or you bust a protection and give up a play. it's They make you, uh, by style of play, they make you be perfect. And our offense needs to get out in space, make them uncomfortable, create tempo that they don't want, and and get the ball in the end zone. It It is a team game, special teams wise. You saw against the Navy, uh, this last week balls on the ground special teams that ultimately kind of broke the game open uh, We need to be super sound there and maybe even explosive uh, Wouldn't it be great to see us create a big player score in that phase? So it will take all three and it's It's an uncomfortable environment by how they do things. So you've got to be perfect at what you do
3: Considering the first two games for that eight sacks up until now and you've only given up one. So they must really do a great job of
0: pressure against f and against maybe. Yeah, yeah, they they do. They do. A lot of movement up front. Uh, you know, we're gonna do a great job of handling the movement. They are physical. The, you know, I think the strength and the size of what they have up front is is probably uh, you know, their best asset defensively. I think for us, our matchups out in space may be a little bit better. And obviously they've not seen anybody spread the field quite like we do with guys like DT and Kyle and Brandon and those those guys out in space. I'm hoping that makes them really, really uncomfortable. But we, we've got to stay ahead of the chains, and sacks are a great way to get you off schedule and, and put you in a position where you're very one-dimensional. We need to stay ahead of the chains and protect the quarterback like we've done the first two weeks.
4: Coach, what do you see at it? They are two middle linebackers combined for 20 tackles last week. Meeks had two sacks. What, what do you what do you see from those two players?
0: Well, they do a really good job of keeping them clean. Uh, they they keep bodies off of them so they're able to run free. They're downhill players and they 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 don't take wasted steps. You can tell they're very well coached. They're uh, they're aware I, I, obviously this last week against Navy, they have a unique understanding of what Navy's doing and they just trigger so quickly. Um, hoping we can, again, make them uncomfortable, get them in space, make them play faster than they want to, and, and make them chase a different kind of game, you know, make them play a different kind of game. But they're very sound and they, they don't miss many tackles. And I would tell you they are extremely physical, not just linebackers, but the entire front. Uh,
6: Coach, you, you yep. mentioned the, um, you know, less less possessions and that kind of thing, but um, how much does does your game plan change uh, or, or how much do you change your, kind of identity as far as offensively or defensively? Because I think we've seen in this series kind of both both be attempted as far as maybe change the defense a little bit Um and that, that's worked and not worked, I guess.
0: Well, everybody that goes in, I guess, a true triple option team has to decide how they want to play, uh you know, defense. You, you typically don't just line up and, and get the ability to just kind of play your base. You've you got to – Prepare a plan that fits personnel-wise. I've seen three down teams go to four down and vice versa. Uh, I've seen guys go from playing man to playing zone or zone to playing man. Uh, y- you choose a way to defend and you try to make it where your guys can execute it. So that is part of the strategy in terms of what we, we are gonna do defensively. What personnel do we have we can utilize the best that gives us the best option and best opportunity to be successful? And I know our guys are doing a great job, obviously pulling from a lot of experience and a lot of different ways to do it, talking to a lot of different people. Offensively, the key for us is to be who we are, make them uncomfortable, utilize what we do well and make them uncomfortable. But you cannot waste possessions. You cannot be careless. You must be efficient on offense or you play right into their game plan. Your three plays and out, and then you sit on the sideline for nine minutes, waiting on the you know waiting on an opportunity to get the ball back. So, in that sense, offensively, uh, it just kind of a alert awareness of the situation. Um, You know, it'll take all three phases to win the game, and um, you know, both offensively and special teams, you, you typically stay a little bit more towards what you always have been and what your nature is. Defensively, it is a complete change in some cases to be able to defend what they
1: do. Coach, I wanted to ask you real, really quick about the tight end core on the team. And it seems like in the first two games, the tight ends haven't been used a ton. Is that because of all the injuries to the position, or is it just kind of that's how it's shaken out a little bit?
0: Well, we've been without Carson, obviously, and we're absolutely hoping to get him back this week. We've just had to be really, really cautious with his injury. Losing Brock Lane the beginning of the season to the ACL was a big blow. He was He was doing great um it's not been by design it's kind of been just based off how we're getting played they, they're obviously in the in the mix uh but but we are a little bit thin and, and we have been missing uh, a veteran leader that, that we expect to get back out on the field this week. they'll be more and more involved as we go some of it's just based off of how we get played some of it's just kind of victim of circumstance but we we uh, they've done a really good job to be honest with you, in the role that we've given them to help us move the ball I can see that expanding as as we get Carson back on field, we have a little bit more depth. So, do we need to ask about quarterback this week, Coach? I mean, you can. I mean, I don't know if you need to. You, you—that's up to you. You're the boss, man. I'm just answering questions.
3: You acted like then you wanted to play Teasley at the spot. You ended up playing him in the game. I think.
0: What you, you know, I, you I think we would have liked to have gotten him on the field a little earlier. Uh, I just think the way the game was going. A little bit surprised about where we were. We were at. We didn't want to break the rhythm that we had with with Logan as he as he was throwing the ball. And it was clear that that they were going to force us to put the ball out in space to to beat them and and honestly just erase the deficit we were under. Um, I did a really poor job of of preparing him late to get into get in a game, and I apologized to him on the sideline. Uh, did not give him time to go get loosened up and warm up. We wanted to go ahead and run the offense with him on the field, his first series, and, and he just – he hadn't thrown a ball in two hours uh, and, and went out and, and I think was uncomfortable. But he he had a great attitude about it. He, he went out and, and popped the big run late. Nothing makes me happier than to see him have success there at the end. We are going to keep him involved and i would like to say more than we did this past week uh, we're going to find some opportunities to get him on the field utilize his feet he can throw the ball as well he's a great leader it has been a tremendously hard decision to to play uh logan over peasley in the first place but that's where we moved and but we're going we're going to utilize what peasley brings to the table and keep him as involved as we possibly can and utilize his skill set in ways, I think, that can can add kind of even another dimension of frustration to the defenses we're going to play. So uh, that is that is that is our plan moving forward. And what that's going to look like, I don't really know, but he deserves it and has earned it, and the team rallies around him. Uh, I think they appreciate what both those guys are doing and with their own skill sets. Coach Anderson, the most common question I
6: saw on, on social media with fans, heard from fans, on uh, the first half especially, was uh, red zone uh, offense, and Logan Bonner kind of, re- it seemed like, ran the ball uh, more this last game.
0: A uh, couple design runs, a couple, couple where he pulled down and ran on his own. Didn't run, you know, very well, but but he's also playing kind of on one leg. He He took a big shot against Washington State and played through Pretty significant injury this week. That'll only get better. He's feeling better already. Uh, The numbers in the box were just really, really light. The way they were playing us, you had to take advantage of a little bit of that, and we did, and he he was effective. Uh, He he wasn't explosive by any means, and he's a different kind of runner than Pease. Obviously, Pease is explosive, and I would say Logan is very efficient and effective, but he did move the chains when we needed him to, uh, even though some of it wasn't real pretty, and I gave him a hard time about that. But if you could see what his leg looked like, I think people would understand. Uh, just how tough of a dude he is because a lot of guys probably would not have been able to do what he did this past week. Um, We're always going to try to keep defenses honest, and we're not afraid to run him. He ran all through high school. He ran in his career at Arkansas State. It just looks different than some of the other guys, but it it is efficient enough that if you don't defend us with the quarterback run, that he can hurt you and can can move the chains, and so we'll always keep that involved in, in the system.
4: I just wanted to ask you about uh, Brad Roberts. He, he's been kind of their their lead running back for the last couple of years, uh, kind of took over for Remsburg last year, had a big game against the Aggies. Uh, what, and he's averaging over 100 yards a game, did so last year. What, what, what specifically do you see from him that makes him so effective?
0: Physical, hard runner, downhill guy. Not it, it, I, If you ask him, he'll probably tell you the same thing, I'm going to run over you before I run around you. The guy is going to get the hard yards, great ball security, ball doesn't end up on the ground. He, uh, he's just kind of old-school runner, and, and I think it fits their system really, really well. It's all about, for them, staying ahead of the chains and putting themselves in manageable downs, and he's perfect for exactly what they're trying to do. Brennan, Jake Nielsen, Utah state
1: Finn. Um, something that we heard, I think, Coach Cephalo said before the season was, you're a guy that when the team needs a big play, you're a guy that can go and get it, and that's what we saw in the first quarter. North Dakota, they go down and they score a touchdown, and then you were the guy – how the reception run down the field. How's it feel to be able to come up in those big spots and just uh, be the playmaker?
7: It was good. Um, you know, first game back in, in, in Mav and um, student section was rocking. So it felt really, really good to make that play to kind of spark our offense for the entire night. I was going to ask uh, Brandon Al Lewis from KBNU You talked to you earlier.
3: What have you seen so far in Logan honor as a quarterback is even different than maybe what you've seen before
7: no he's the exact same as he was at Arkansas State that's the exact players that I've seen for the past five years Um, gunslinger doesn't isn't afraid to step up in the pocket and and make the tough throw so um, I'm not surprised at all by how how well he's playing for us
4: Brandon Jason Turner from the Herald Journal Uh, I mean you guys have gotten the job done, running the ball and throwing the ball. The rushing attack has gained over 200 yards both games. Uh, um, how much easier does that make your job when uh, you guys are able to establish the run and, and keep de- defenses honest?
7: Uh, very important. You know, if we're not able, able to run the ball, then um, you probably won't see that much success on our offense. Um, I think most offenses are, are predicated off running the ball, and um, if we're not able to run the ball, then that's not going to open up the pass game. So it's it's really important.
5: Brandon Ajay Salveson, what have you seen out of the Air Force defense on film?
7: Um, play really, really hard. They're really, really well coached. Um, they play really physical. Um, in my time, I've never played Air Force, but um, I've had a, I had a, a good friend of mine from high school that played at Air Force, and he played that exact same way. Um, and I'm I'm sure that's how the, how the entire team's going to play. So ready for a physical game
6: yeah Brandon the uh, it seems like this wide receiver crew is really deep and um, but one of the things that we saw is a couple plays that um, the wide receivers didn't block as well and, and a couple plays that the wide receivers had a really great block so how, how important is that to the to the wide receiver room
7: yeah it's really important we we, we harped on it all week to be able to be physical on the perimeter um, we knew that we were going to have opportunities to make plays on the perimeter all week. Um, and Coach Cephalo preaches it every week, Coach Tuck preaches it every week that we need to be physical on the perimeter to be able to open up um, bigger plays down the field, so it, it, it's really important. And
3: can I ask you, The um, everybody's going to start to uh, really gear up on Devin, I think, DT and making plays, but you guys are all seem to be able to make big plays, so do you think that will ever be anything you'd have to worry about? As as teams really go after him, and and what does that do to the rest of you guys?
7: I mean, it it's kind of an offense where any anybody could have that that big game, right? Um, you saw, I think three of us had four touchdowns. Derek Wright had two, I had one, and DT had one. And next week it could be McGriff and Savon and anybody else. So it could be anybody in this offense. Um, everybody's got to be ready to go and. That's just how it's going to be.
1: Brandon, what are your thoughts on just uh, starting Mountain West play against Air Force, but then just uh, competing in this new league this season?
7: excited. You know, it's I've, I've, I've thought very highly of this conference. Being in the Sun Belt, I thought this, the Mountain West was probably one of the best group of five conferences in, in the country. So I'm excited to start start conference play. What
5: well, are your thoughts on the student section on uh, Friday night?
7: It was rocking. You know, I, I heard one of our coaches say, they were, they were chanting, we're not leaving during the lightning delay. So I thought that was, that was actually pretty cool. I've never had a student section like that in, in my college experience. That was, that was wild. It was awesome.
3: Coach just said a few minutes ago, Brandon, that offensively you have to have every opportunity against Air Force. You have to take advantage of it. You can't have three and out. So does that put pressure on the offense in a game like this, knowing that, that Air Force can get the ball and just keep it away from here eight or nine minutes?
7: I wouldn't say pressure. I just think we just need to go out and do what we always do when you go out and score score points. We know that they're going to run the ball and try to chew as much up up most clock as they can. Um, so we have to go out and score points when we get the opportunity to do that.
3: I'll you, Al Lewis from KVNU, you know that against Air Force, the first thing they'll do is run the fullback dive until you can't stop that. So what are you guys thinking about defensively in the front against them with that?
2: Uh, we're pretty excited uh, to play Air Force, you know, um, this is a game that we always look forward to, especially as a D-line. This week, the D-line, we're like the tip of the spear for the defense. We have to make sure that we um, we do our job and play play f- more physical or just as physical as them. So, yeah, we're excited for that. You know it's going to be a physical game.
1: All like coaches talked about, like this is a new team and last season didn't matter and everything. But at the same time, you've played Air Force twice in your career and uh, you guys lost big both times. So is there... Any more fuel to the fire or any desire to kind of change the outcome on Saturday?
2: Well, yeah, most definitely. You know, um, the past few years, Air Force has had our number, and I feel like it's time for us to get it back and um, get get that W on our first uh, conference conference play game.
3: So then going along with that, Holly, how have they been able to move the ball on the Aggies the last couple of years where you can't stop them? And what do you have to do better to be able to stop that offense?
2: Um, Air Force is a really, uh, playing defense, you got to be really smart and uh, everyone just has to do their 111th and sometimes um, it may come down to lack, lack of execution, so everyone just has to make sure we do our 111 and I feel like our coaches this year will do a uh, great job this week at getting us prepared.
5: Ajay Salveson here, do you guys have to game plan differently than the other 11 games just because of the way this offense is, is designed and the way they run?
2: Yes, um we do have to game plan definitely because it is an offense that we don't ever play, you know. Uh triple option is very different from every every other offense that we play um throughout the season. So being being that they're a triple option team, we do have to game plan a little different. And we we've had a, a head start during fall camp. Um during our time off, we did work the triple option and um work in our uh special personnel that we have for this game.
3: Oh, I okay, so far, are you oh every time, Jay. <laughs> Keep doing I this. Was, I was going to quickly ask Holly Coach said the other night he was really happy with how the team has come together with the mix of everybody. And you're one of the guys who's been here before. Are you surprised at how that's happened? or And talk a little about how this team has come together as a group.
2: Well, I'm not really surprised at all because I feel like Coach A and the rest of the staff did a real good job since he's been here to um, come bring us together. You know, a lot of times uh, he's um, set time for us to to do a lot of team bonding activities and to get closer together. And I feel like um, whether some of the boys that just got here or some of us that's been here for a long time, we just really glued together well during those team bonding times. So um, I feel like, yeah, it wasn't a surprise because Coach A did a great job at bringing us together.
1: let first off, that's a hell of a hat that you're rocking. (laughs) Great look on you. Um, Going off of what Al said, I feel like a theme from these first two games has been grit. You guys have been down, and then you've come back and won the game. Would you agree with that? And talk a little bit about the grit on this team.
2: Yeah, I do agree with that. Um, coach A, he always emphasizes that uh, we need to play hard and out-effort every single opponent we, we play. And that comes with um, having Coach Paul Jackson as a strength and conditioning coach. Um, he always emphasized win in the fourth quarter, um, when the other team may be tired, we won't be that team. That's why we practice uh, so fast paced and so hard. So I feel like that, that has to do with how we have so much grit.
5: Hey, Justin Rice, one player of the week for the Mount West conference on the defensive side. Can you talk about what it's been like to play with him?
2: Oh man, it's great. Justin, he's the man. He, uh, he makes great plays and he's, he's been a great addition for us. It's good to have him back there. Um calling the plays. He helps the D line out a lot and um, he's really smart. A lot of times, uh, We know when it's run or when it's passed because he's Mm -hmm. able to sniff it out. So it's it's great to have him, him back there.